Hey girl, if you have a messy bun, leggings on, and you've reheated your coffee three times today, and your to-do list is longer than you can even imagine, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Stacey Crown. I'm a mom of three, a passionate faith-based life and business coach, running after toddlers, picking and dropping kids off at school and practice, and I've probably forgot to switch the laundry again. Needless to say, I am in the thick of it with you, sister. Some episodes will be all about mom life and some are going to be about digging deeper in your faith. Some are going to be business related, but all episodes will make you feel a little more normal and a lot less alone in this juggle that we call life. I want to remind you that you're so loved, you are so worthy, and that you're more than enough. Let's jump in. Hey, welcome back to the She Is Called podcast. I don't know where you guys are at. I live in Michigan, right by the water off Lake St. Clair, and it is freezing here. I'm sitting. I always like to set the stage. So if you're new to the podcast, it's the first one you listen to. I always like to set the stage and tell you guys what life looks around me. And so I'm sitting in my house. It's quiet. My littlest Colton is at school. The bigs are at school. I have a nine, five and three year old. So I take advantage of Tuesdays and Thursdays to record my podcast in the afternoon when the house is quiet. And I'm sitting here thinking, I love silence. If you are in the thick of it like I am and you are a mom and you by chance get the house alone to yourself, I just sit and bask in it some days. And sometimes I'm really jealous of my husband because anytime I leave the house, the kids always are like, let me go, right? Like they always want to go to church or go errands or whatever. And my husband gets so much time at home by himself. And then here I am always with the kids. And it just, it seems like that, you know, it seems like that's what happens. And I always told, I always tell them like, what's it like to be a dad? Like you get to go to work all day. You get time alone to play your PS5 and the kids are upstairs with me, like all the things. But I also know as the kids get older, they're going to want to be with dad more and they're going to be able to go with him more. Whereas it just, is what it is. So I'm taking advantage of alone time right now to be with you to record this podcast. And, you know, I absolutely love this podcast. We're we're almost to a really big milestone. And I'm super excited to announce when we hit it. But you guys, we're only like 80 downloads from 5,000 downloads, which seems so crazy to me because that means that like, a hundred plus of you are listening to each episode, which is just so amazing. And I love, love, love hearing feedback from you. So if you have a takeaway or something like that, slide into my inbox. Um, that sounds so sleazy, but <laughs> go ahead and DM me on Instagram at the Stacy Crown and tell me your takeaways. So I wanted to chat all about staying in your lane. I was inspired by my friend Keisha Get Mary. If you listen to Empower Her, um, it's amazing. It's a great podcast. I actually met her on a retreat that I went to three years ago, and she's so real life, down to earth. She always says her podcast is about having spicy margs with a friend. She wants you to feel that way. And so that inspired me because I truly want 
you to reheat your coffee and then let's sit down and chat with a blanket over your shoulders and take your hair down and no makeup on like the whole thing because sometimes it's just so nice to be with friends like that so however you are right now whether you have your airpods in you're cleaning your bathroom you're picking the kids up or maybe you're just sitting on the couch relaxing with a hot cup of tea you go girl but i just want to say i'm so blessed to have you here so Keisha. She came out with a podcast and it inspired me to talk about my experience with staying in my own lane and what that means business-wise, health-wise, really goal-setting-wise. And it's so important in this season of January, New Year. It's currently January 16th. This is going to come out real time January 17th tomorrow. But it's so important to truly stay in your lane. And it got me thinking because on her podcast, she talked about Mario Kart. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is my life right now. So I grew up with two sisters. This is backstory. I grew up with two sisters. I'm the middle child. So I have an older sister, Stephanie, who's three years older than me. And then my little sister, Chelsea, who's six years younger. They're 10 years apart. And so we always played with girl things, right? Barbies, dolls, all the things. And I remember when my sister was in sixth grade, I was in third grade. We got a Sega Genesis, okay? I'm telling you my experience with with video games because it's very, it's not much. But I'm telling you this to set up the preference of what we got my kids for Christmas. I remember we got good grades on our report card in third and sixth grade, like yippee. And for whatever reason, we got a Sega Genesis. I don't know if like my dad wanted it or um, my parents just thought it would be a cool gift. I don't even know how much it was, but we thought it was like so cool. And we only had three games forever. Like, we never played more than three games. We had Aladdin, like old school Aladdin. We had the Barbie game, which was fun. And then we had Sonic, which was amazing. And our friends, John and Brian Shipton, which is so funny because their head, it just popped up in my mind. They were like video gamers. Like, they loved it. They knew all the cheat codes. They knew how to, like, get us to the 11th level or how to, like, flip over the one guy who always killed you. Like, whatever, in Aladdin. So we thought that was the coolest. That is my video gaming experience, okay? Nothing with, like, running races against people. Like, I don't like, not that I don't like. I just don't have experience with, like, arcades. Well, God has given me two boys and a daughter that plays travel hockey, okay? So we are very, she's very, very feminine, very, very, like, girly girl, but when it comes to, like, competitiveness, whoo, this house is heated. And not to say that I'm not competitive, because I am very much competitive, but when it comes to video games, like, I just stink at them. I really suck. But there's one thing that I'm really good at, and it's staying in my lane. And the reason I'm telling you this is because we just bought our kids a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. It was their big Christmas gift, that and Monster Jam, which is where we did one big gift and then an experience and then like a ton of little gifts. But the Nintendo Switch, we play Mario Kart. And it is very cool because four people can play at a time and we all have our little controllers. And it was a big investment. And I'm really happy because we literally sit down almost every night and we play. And it's fun. You get to pick your own track. You get to pick your person and the little car and the little flyer thing and like all the fun of it. And I love it because it's family time. 
Like, as a mother, I'm like, oh, anytime I can have all the kids. And I know that that's very special. I know that as they grow up, they're all going to, like, be going their own ways and, you know, doing sleepovers and doing hangouts and being at practice and all the things. So for me, it's just very special for us to sit on the couch. And that is worth the investment of the Nintendo Switch 100%. But the funny thing is, is my kids are so competitive. And while we're playing, like, if you've never played Nintendo Switch, you each have your own little controller. And then on the TV, there's four different, you know, each player has their own little, um, their own little screen and they're all on the TV. Well, I only look at mine and it's usually like, I'm never in first place. My husband's always in first place. He's really good at video games and he's played his whole life because he's a boy. And that's just like how he grew up is just playing video games. I'm total opposite. So when I come in seventh place, I'm like, yes, I didn't lose. Okay. But And my kids always try to beat him and it's hilarious. But, and Colton always comes in last place, which is so cute because he's our three-year-old. And so he just kind of holds the controller and he's hilarious. And he's like, we always cheer him on, like off to the finish line and stuff like that. And so it's teaching my kids just this like morale of like cheering for each other, but also having this major competitiveness. And for whatever reason, they can look while they're playing at the game simultaneously and look at where everybody's place is and see on the track, there's this little track that has like all the little bobbleheads of all the characters, Donkey Kong, Princess Peach, Mario, Luigi, the whole thing. And they can see like where you are on the track. And I am so not good at that. Like I literally have blinders on. I'm only looking at my little thing on the screen. I'm trying to figure out the toggle on my hand thing on the controller. And I can only focus on myself. And I realized playing this game with my children is so much like playing this game in life or like we call life, right? In motherhood. Oh, that's my timer because my oven is preheated for my sourdough to go in. But we often look at what everyone else is doing and how far they are in life and then compare ourselves. And the cool thing about this is that we're all on our own race. Like, I'm not talking about Mario Kart anymore, okay? This is what sparked it, is the thought of Mario Kart and being able to focus on myself and in my own lane and compete against myself and not compete against others. And I've done that for a really long time by myself in this entrepreneurship game or for instance like in this health and fitness game that I'm doing which I have worked out you guys I worked out five days last week like I can't even tell you the last time I worked out five days in a row which is crazy I'm on this faster way program with my friend Jessica Dahl like she's amazing she's an awesome coach and I'm eating good and all these things right but when I go on Instagram and I you know, or I just started my sourdough game. And it's like, you can go look at someone's sourdough account and be like, oh my God, I suck. I'm a beginner. I suck because I'm beginning or in the same like retrospect, I can look at someone who's worked out for the past two years every day or the past five days and see how far they've come. And I can compare myself and I don't stay in my own lane. And I start looking at all these other things and you can become very defeated very quickly. And I think that that's the hard part about social media for me is that you can compare very quickly upon someone else's wins because they only share the wins. So I'm encouraging you, like, if you find yourself become so self-aware of when you are looking at someone's account 
and you're either cheering for them and being inspired for them or you're like comparing your life against it and you're like, oh my God, look at their car, look at their house, look at her sourdough, look at her butt in those pants. Like literally that is sometimes how you get caught up. And I also think that like women in our cycles and there's a certain phase of my cycle personally that I really start to creep in and doubt and compare and compete and defeat and all of those words. So pay attention to that as well, okay? And if you don't know any of that, I want you to go follow my friend Brooke Rossi on Instagram because she's amazing with teaching all things gut health, hormone health, and you need to follow her because she's great. But here's the deal. I think sometimes in life we are working towards a goal and maybe you have set a goal or an intention for the new year and you're running it, you're going, and then you have like one bad day, right? Like for me, for instance, my husband is hilarious because we're doing this together. We're going to St. Lucia in May. So we're both kind of really trying to take care of ourselves and feel really good. And he is doing a lifestyle change that is just not sustainable. I love you, honey, if you're listening, but, and he never listens. So I'm just throwing that out there, but he's literally like not eating much during the day. Well, he's doing a protein shake, I think. And then he's eating dinner and like once dinner's done, he'll have his bag of popcorn at nighttime and then he's done. And he's, men, I just hate men because like they literally can like look at a cheeseburger and not gain anything, but then like cut pop out and they've lost five pounds. And this week was so funny because he was home for four days because of Martin, or three days because Martin Luther King Day. And um, he got on the scale and he's like, oh my gosh. I'm five pounds down. And so I was like, hmm, I wonder like what my one week of success of like not eating this and not eating that and working out five days a week. I wonder what that got me. And I got on the scale and immediately I was like, okay, take off this, take off that, take off that. Like maybe I should try going to the bathroom really quick. Like, no, I hadn't lost a pound. In fact, I had gained. And in my head, it's like, how quickly did I look at his success in the weight loss game. And I'm proud of him. Like, I'm so excited that he is taking care of himself and he's, you know, eating and drinking more protein and that he's, you know, we're working out together and not even together, but like he does his own workouts. I do my own workout and like it's a high five type of thing. And we can do this together because that always makes it feel better, right? Like it sucks to see my husband just like pound a, um, you know, thin mint, sleeve of thin mints or sleeve of Oreos and like me sitting there like not being able to have it. And that's, I used to do weight loss with very much like, this is what I can't have. This is what I can have. And it's not like that for me right now, like, or forever. It's, it's like everything is okay in moderation. And I'm retraining my brain and my relationship with food because you guys, I realized I don't know how to eat. And so I'm retraining myself. And if you're there, like, it's okay. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, she sounds like me. Like I have a bad relationship with food and food is a relationship, a total relationship. Go find, go follow my friend, um, Sarah Krieger's podcast. I'll find the name and put it in the show notes. She's amazing. But here's the thing, the whole, I'm going off on a tangent now, but here's the thing is I quickly became defeated because I hadn't lost weight like my husband because I slowly looked at like his journey versus my journey. And I also know that men are on a 24-hour cycle and women are on a 28-day cycle. We are so complex, you guys. God loves us so much that he put us on a 28-day cycle. 
and he confused the hex out of us, right? So yeah, you're not going to lose weight like your husband. Or at least I'm not going to lose weight like my husband. And I'm okay with it. Because I feel really confident with how I am taking care of myself. And it's not about the success. And it's not about the goal that I've set, which I really don't even have a goal. I really just want to get healthier. But it's about the journey. And I know that if I put my blinders on and I focus every single day on me taking one step further in my health goal that I'm going to get to where I want to be. Let's talk about the women who are in business and specifically women who are in like direct selling, network marketing, multi-level marketing. I have so much experience with comparison, competing, and maybe you're not even meaning to compete, but it's like all of a sudden it'll be the month end and you see all these people promoting all these women or men in the company hitting these goals, hitting these bonuses, hitting these promotions, especially in the next, you know, first quarter is a big, big time of year to, to hit these promotions and these goals. And sometimes you can get really down on yourself. Or like for me, for instance, back in the day, it was like, okay, I sent, did I send enough messages? Did I have enough conversations? Did I put it in enough? Did I plant enough seeds for the day? All these things, right? And if someone did better than me, I was like, oh God, I got to send one more, one more than them. And it was very bad. Like my mindset and my hustle culture, the competitiveness. And hey, I got to nearly the top of the company, right? So it's like when you get to the top, you're sitting on a mountain that you thought that you wanted, that you prayed so hard for. And I hope that this doesn't happen to you. I hope that you get to the top, but I hope that you enjoy getting into the top and enjoy the fruits of your labor, because I feel like that my mind, no one ever taught me in network marketing to appreciate where I was and celebrate my successes. So I got to where I wanted to go with a very, very broken mindset. And I felt very broken and empty when I got there. Does that make sense? So if you are in network marketing, I really, really, really want to root for you. I, and I am. I completely am cheering for you because network marketing, you guys, is hard. Any business is hard. Brick and mortar is hard, especially nowadays with like paying rent and trying to keep your doors open. And like my sister owns a restaurant. And like I see it every day. Not that they're struggling. Not at all. They're thriving. They actually like can't ever turn anybody away because there's just so many people who come in the door and not enough people who want to work. And so that's where they struggle is it like keeping an employment. So if you'd like a serving job, go to Greek Pantheon in Clinton or in Sterling Heights, I think, it, or no, Clinton Township, I think it is, Canal and Garfield, and tell my sister that I sent you if you, you know, want to make some extra income. But the cool thing is, is when you can put your blinders on and truly run your own race, whether it is health, whether it is business, whether it is in motherhood, okay? Because like there's moments in my motherhood where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm killing it. And then there's moments when like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm yelling too much. But you know what? Jameson sat on the couch with me last night and he grabbed my hand and he held it. And then he put his other little hand on the other side of my hand and then he cupped it with his other hand, like he clasped my hand with both of his hands and he just looked at me and he said, mom, I love watching dude perfect with you. And they were up a half hour past their bedtime and we we're just having the best time cuddling on the couch. 
And it's in those moments that it's like, okay, wait, I don't need to go buy the Nintendo Switch to spend a ton of money to show my kids that like I'm killing it as a mom. No, I just need to sit with them on the couch and like love on them. And those are the moments too. Like I used to get sick as a child and my mom, I, she still does this. So mom, if you're listening, she'll still come over and take care of me when I'm sick because now I have three kids to take care of on top of being sick. And she's done this multiple times in my motherhood where it's like, it just feels so good to have my mom there, like rubbing my head and like asking me if I need anything and like making me the soup or bringing me the water or like whatever. And like that is those core memories as a mother. And so if you're feeling like you're not doing enough as a mother, you're not, you know, it's sometimes our kids, like you are their world. You just being there and being attentive and loving them and holding their hand is enough. So whether you're struggling in marriage, motherhood, business, health, financial goals, whatever it might be, I want to remind you, like, truly, truly, truly stop looking at what everyone else is doing and really ask yourself, how am I winning this race? And I'm not competing against anyone else right? I'm not competing against anyone else in my health race because my health race is mine. I'm not competing against anyone else. And I want to leave you guys with some scripture because I read this and I was like, ooh, I'm going to tell them this on the podcast because this is so good. And I've been, I keep a little list of different episodes of podcasts that I, that I really want to preach and teach on. And I took a picture of this in my Bible because it just made sense for this podcast, but it's Proverbs 4, 25, and it says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked and keep your feet from following evil. So I really, really want to encourage you to look straight ahead and have your blinders on. Fix your eyes on that. Set a goal, little tiny goal each day and celebrate a win towards that goal. And then you're going to mark out the path. Make a path for this. Make a path. What are you going to be doing intentionally every single day? So for me and my health, it's like, okay, I set a goal. I'm going to work out four times every week and I'm going to track my macros. Okay. That's my goal every week. And I'm doing it. So I have my goal, my end goal, which is St. Lucia, just to feel good on vacation, whether that is me 20 pounds down or me five pounds up because I've been strength training, okay? And then I know what I'm doing every single day, okay? So break it down, chunk it down. And then don't get sidetracked. Don't look at what other people are doing because that is when the enemy is going to creep into your head and remind you that you're not doing this and you're not doing this enough and you're not doing this good enough and you've, you know, whatever it is, that is when the enemy is going to creep into your mind. So I don't know who needed to hear this today, but it's been on my heart and it's been on my mind to record. And I want to remind you that you are worthy and that you are loved and that God has a future for you this year in 2024, so amazing. He's going to open doors that you don't even knock on, and he's going to be answering prayers that you have prayed for a really long time. 
I promise you that. I promise you, promise you, promise you that. Keep the faith, my friend. One foot in front of the other. And stay on the path. I love you. Send this to a friend who needs to hear it. Until next time. Hey, wow, what a good episode. I would absolutely love if you share with a friend or maybe even just tag me on Instagram at the Stacy Crown in your story so I can hear any of your aha moments or takeaways from this episode. If you're feeling called, I would absolutely love if you left me a review right here on Apple or Spotify, whichever one you're listening on. And lastly, would love to invite you into the space that I have made for women who want more and who just are called for more in life right on Facebook. It's called the She Is Called Community. You can find it right in the show notes. Thanks again so much for being a part of the She Is Called podcast. This all started as a little dream and now we're here. Talk soon.